place by too. Hello everyone, this is Mike Brown here. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. little night at the Roxbury in session over here at the Moto X Pod Studios. Yeah, it definitely makes me laugh when I hear that song. <laughs> I think of that movie, and then I think of The Office when Michael Scott was yeah. trying to do that, too. <laughs> Doing that head thing yeah. where they break the window. Yeah. God, yeah. that movie's hilarious. Good stuff. I'm telling you. Remember they had the big-ass cell phones they carried around? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, they thought they were awesome. Emilio! I love you, Emilio! <laughs> Oh, guys, episode 60 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you courtesy of Broadway Power Sports in Tyler, Texas. Visit BroadwayPowerSports.com, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Polaris, K&M, Firearms, full line of parts, accessories. You need dirt bike gear. They've got every single thing imaginable in there. Just one helmet, Fox apparel, 100% goggles, Oakley, whatever you need, they've got it. You need a part, you need a... Uh, chemicals whatever you can get it at broadway power sports so check them out they do uh they do price match so uh there's a there's an incentive for you yeah, right wrong there. With that yeah no not at all for sure all sport dynamics visit motocrosswristbrace.com guys i can't tell you how awesome these things are uh there's many top pros that wear them adam cincerillo uh, i know justin barsha used to wear them brock tickle wears them jamie dark side guida wears them i do uh, tj smith myself uh and i believe the winner of the 250 class at a1 is wearing them now uh McElrath. i believe mackle yep. wearing them as well so that's awesome and uh Go get you a set of those. They're uh, fairly inexpensive for what they can save you in medical bills later and long term. Uh, I can't. It's not fun breaking your wrist, is it, Jamie? No, no, it's definitely not. It's not fun. So you got to got to get you a set of those. MX Girl Designs. That's G U R L. Hit Char up at well at Char at MXGirl.com. Yeah. Email her and uh, see about getting you a set of graphics. Uh, Dude, she just posted. Oh, go ahead. Finish up. No, go ahead. She just posted a set, I think today, I think she did for uh, Mike Hance that are just bitching. I don't really? know if you've seen her Instagram. You're talking about the, the KTM? Yes. Yeah, I saw them. Those things were pretty badass. Yeah, she does good she work, She kills man. it. She does good work. So, uh, guys, if you need it done and you want some good quality custom work at a fair price, I, I highly suggest you check MX Girl Designs out, or you can find her on Facebook at MX Girl Designs. Remember, that's G-U-R-L or Instagram at MX Girl Guys, remember, it's G-U-R-L once again. Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. 
leaky fork seals suck. I hate changing them. They're no fun. I don't like doing dealing with it. So I use shock socks, and now I don't have to mess with them anymore. There you go. Makes it very, very easy. Visit your local dealer anywhere for uh, details on those guys, how to get you a set of shock socks ordered. York Welding and Fab, give Carl a call at 903-780-7369 or visit YorkWelding14 at yahoo.com. Guys, it doesn't matter what it is. If you want it built, Carl can build it for you, whether it's barbecue grills like the one we're going to give away soon, the custom uh, tailgate grill. I want it. If you want a big, if you want a metal building built, if you need uh, your bumper on your truck welder, you need your, a lot of you guys that crash a lot, your subframes are bent, cracked, whatever, <laughs> take them to Carl. He knows how to line them up, keep the geometry correct on them because he is a moto guy. So uh, go give Carl a shout, if you're, especially if you're in the local uh, Tyler area, East Texas area. He's not that far away from you. And, of course, our honorary sponsor, TPJ Racing. Uh, so speaking of TPJ yep. Racing, we're going to have uh, TPJ Racing's Ben LeMay on later. Yes, Talk we to are. Ben about his awesome first round at Supercross. Back on back in the back in the big stadiums out of Arena Cross this yeah. year. I was a little bummed on that. I liked him in Arena Cross. But I did too. I, I did too. But I mean, yeah. hey, he you know he got seventeenth in the main. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. Private <clears> considering body. the the field. Yeah, I mean, he's battling with Chad Reed. <laughs> right, know? right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it'd be a good show. We're gonna have uh, Rocky Mountain ATV MC KTM's Blake Baggett on. I know TJ's pissed because he's not here, and uh, he's probably one of the bigger Blake Baggett fans out there. Yes, he is. So he's, he, he was not. Thrilled. He was not thrilled I don't, about that. I don't know that he was here last time we had Blake on. I don't think I, I, don't think I was either last time. Well, it wasn't me by myself. So it, it was, was after you, we came back from Lakewood, wasn't it? Uh, no. What happened? One of those I times. Don't know. I, I had, have to go back and look. I don't I, remember what happened, but I couldn't make it, whatever it was. I don't remember. Maybe I was here. I do not thought remember. thought you were. But, I don't remember, dude. But that, Which that's not. <laughs> right. I don't remember what I did yesterday. Exactly. So. But also, we're going to wrap it up with the 1990-125 West Coast Supercross champion, Zip Ty Davis. And give Ty a shout, see what he's up to these days. Off-road legend, Ty Davis. It's, uh, I like talking to the old guys, man. Yeah, man. He, he was a good dude. I, you know, I got to meet him through Kiefer when I was out at Glen Helen. Um, so, yeah, he's cool. He seemed like a really nice guy. I can't wait to can't wait to chat with him. And, uh, and we're going to talk uh, Anaheim ones in the books, guys. It was uh, – uh, an interesting, uh, eventful night to say the least. Uh, we Agreed. saw we saw the return of Ken Roxon. Solid fourth place. I like that. I feel like uh, that. Um, uh, what happened? What was he? What I don't remember what the, the little hiccup he had. Yeah, he, he almost went down. For I feel sure. like that, that, ca- that kept him off the podium. Yeah, opinion, yeah. So. I mean, you know, everybody's been saying how good he looked, you know, but I really thought <clears throat> I thought he looked a little shaky. I told Amber, I said, man, he's just moving around the bike a lot. Like he almost like he's trying to make it do things he's forcing to do, but nobody yeah. else has mentioned it. So maybe I was just imagining it. He may be it, having to compensate for that arm, you know? He just you looked awkward to me. Like mm. he didn't look smooth to me. He looked fast, obviously, but he just looked uncomfortable. Yeah. And a little bit of that probably is uh first race jitters. back jitters. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of that. Sure. Dude, that track didn't look like it was just that much fun to ride. Right. You know, I mean, it wasn't terrible. No. I'm just saying it just was, it didn't seem to flow very well. Right. You know? I, I, I thought it was kind of a little more exciting than a normal An- Anaheim one though. Yeah. No, it was good for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think Kenny did exactly what Kenny needed to do. Agreed. Coming back. I think he's fine. He's in the points. He got out of there safe. I, I'd say stay on this you know stay around stay on the trajectory you're on stay around the podium i mean if you get obviously if he gets a chance to win he's going to do that and i believe that that will come sooner than everybody thinks it is 
And uh, I know nobody. And I was listening to the Pulp Show uh, last night. I didn't hear them talking about him much when it came to to that. Everybody thinks Marv might reel off a bunch of Tomac's hurt. Yeah, they I talked about think, it a little bit later in the show. But I mean, you know, I think Kenny's going to be better. I, I do really too. Yeah, do. it's going to take a few races to, as he hasn't raced in a year almost. Yeah. Well, they get fourth place and not having a race in here. Exactly. That's pretty damn good. Exactly. You know I mean, now, of course, I mean, that fourth place was somewhat handed to him by mistakes by others, like Tomac, you know. Tomac, so, yeah. Yeah, that's I true. mean, I but. About that. But the, you take away that, that's fifth. Yeah, I mean, regardless, yeah. what he yeah. did's amazing. What the hell happened to Eli <laughs> Tomac? What? I don't understand how that goes. I yeah. know it's a freak deal. And, uh, well, did he crashed that same spot. Where did he crash at? Um, is it may that, have been the same spot as Roxon almost went down. Well, not, that was that would have been the same spot Dino went down. Yeah, too, I, man, I, I can't say for sure. Um, but I I don't know with him. You know, everybody's got their opinions. I mean, those guys are riding on the edge. Maybe he should have backed it down. Maybe I mean, it was mental. When you're that, let me tell you something. When you're going that fast, that retarded speed, as you will. Yeah, I mean, you saw it with Stu, and which it only was takes worse. a split second. It was worse with James, but Eli's got a little bit of that business in him too. When you can win a race by 15 seconds after you come back from like 15, <laughs> you're going that fast. Right, you're gonna have crashes like that. You're just going too fast. What's that? Oh, we're we're fine. Yeah, I got I got you. I'm okay. on point with that. But uh, anyways, man, it was a it was an interesting night to say the least. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I thought it was a good race. There's a lot of things to talk about. I don't think we have enough time to talk about it all right this second. But um, I'll say Barsha did really damn good. Very impressed with Barsha, and yeah. and I'm glad. I mean, I, I want to see another guy up there that yeah. you know. I hope he can maintain that. I hope it wasn't just the A1. I don't think so. I man. don't either. He looked good. So what? It didn't look like a a lucky. Well, position. I feel like that, and you go in there and get your confidence to that level. Right? Yeah, you know, get it, get it right there, and then just keep it going. You know, yeah. as long as you get a start in that class, and he's pretty consistent with those, especially on that bike. Mm-hmm. As long as you're getting a start, I think you're gonna be okay. Agreed. So, uh, but guys, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick break, get to our first guest, and be back. Right on. All right, guys, we're going to get to our first guest. Brought to you courtesy of Broadway Power Sports in Tyler, Texas, TPJ Racing's Ben LeMay. Ben, what's up, buddy? Oh, man, just uh, got finished working out. Nice. Nice. Glad it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in in California or are you back in Texas? No, I'll fly home um, each each weekend back to Dallas uh, at my house so that I can train and do my normal uh, weekly routine. Right on, right on. Well, hey, man, hell of a weekend, dude. Good job at A1. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it was was a pretty good start to the season. Um, I think it uh, could have been a little bit better, but, you know, I uh, that's about what I expected for my first race. You know, I wanted to make it into the through the heat race and then um, just a solid, solid ride. You know, I wasn't really expecting, even if I got 20th or 22nd, I would, as long as I just had a solid ride, I could, you know, ride the whole main, kind of get a feel for <clears throat> the long moto and, and everybody's pace, then, um, there's 16 more rounds to go, and then I can uh, just, you know, figure out what I need to work on. Well, you, you now it, this is your first race back to Supercross in what a year or two, right? Uh, 2015 was my last year. Yeah, I'd say you did had a pretty good showing for not having. I mean, I, you've been racing, racing, yeah. running across and stuff, but back at the big show, man, and in the big bike class as well, I thought that was pretty impressive. Well, yeah, I was going to ask what your expectations were, say, you know, Saturday morning coming in, but you say it's a, you, you're pretty close to where you thought you'd be? Um, 
Yeah, I didn't have any expectations. Um, like, I've been racing arena cross for two years mm-hmm. on the 250, so um, I haven't really spent a whole lot of time indoors on a on a the big bike. Um, I rode, you know, outdoors a couple rounds on a 450 and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, it's a whole a whole different animal racing supercross. Um, tracks bigger, motos are longer. Um, dudes are, you know pretty solid in the 450 class you know they're not as aggressive and like out of control as maybe arena cross and the 250 guys are but the 450 guys are just solid they're they're smart they know how to race you know what i mean so um it took a little bit of adjusting but um i expected myself to be roughly around 15 to 20 um for my first you know first race even my first few races that's kind of where i expect to be um and then um just keep improving each each weekend. Now you being you you're a bigger guy. You're not by any means a fat ass, but you're probably what 195 pounds or so right in that area. Did are you happy to be off that 250F and be on a big bike again? Yeah, I'm 195, uh, six one six six foot six one somewhere around there. Um, and um, it was it was a struggle on the 250, but it wasn't as bad as you would think, honestly. Like. Um, the bike that we had in arena cross was really good. I wanted to race some East coast rounds last year with it. Um, cause I was pretty confident that I could do pretty well. Um, we had a few weekends off and I was like, come on, let's go, let's go race. <laughs> I think it was Atlanta or somewhere. One of those, one of those rounds, but never ended up doing it. But, um, yeah, the 450 is a lot better bike for me. Um, but I really enjoyed the too busy. Good deal. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're still wearing X brand. That's something I like to bring up because I'm a X brand rep, and the, the whole team. We know, Jay. We know. <laughs> well, he may not remember that, <laughs> but uh, it seemed like all the guys wearing X brand did pretty well. I was, so I always pull for you guys, you and Maddie B and Alex Ray. Hey, he's wearing Fly Racing too. Uh, obviously, Fly is part of my program. Mine too. So yeah, man, I, I was really, I'm really stoked to see you because you're from Texas, and then of course you you wear all the the, the best products. Yeah, um, I've been with X Brand for four or five years now. Yeah, um, and Rich, Rich is an awesome dude, and <clears throat> the goggles are awesome. They've been improving each year, um, and um, yeah, I, I always go to him first and uh, get a good uh, contract with him, and then you know I'm, I'm happy with the goggles and um, the support he brings to each round is is awesome, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, Rich is a good guy. I just got and actually Mark's in here. I just hand delivered. Mark his eighteen EKS S's the tonight. So two, two pairs of them. Yeah, yeah. Got that all murdered out set. Those are sick. <laughs> I like that. All black. Absolutely. So how do you feel going into Houston? I mean, is your you is your was your training that you've been doing leading up to a one? I mean, you feel like you're good to go. You're 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 not overly sore. You're you're ready to go for Houston. Yeah, um, Anaheim was good. You know, like I think I. I struggled a little bit in a few few areas that kind of stood out to me after three quarters of the main. I was like, man, I need to work on this for next next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it wasn't like, man, I'm I'm really out of shape or I need to be a lot faster or anything like that. Um, it's more of just getting used to riding the big bike and the big track and with the longer race. It's just kind of adapting to to the racing uh, environment. Sure. Um, once you can adapt to it. Even if you never change your your training, you would eventually race better, and and you'd be able to to push harder just because you're adapting and you, you're 
know when to breathe, <clears throat> know when to breathe, and you know when to you know push and not to push. So um, I feel good for Houston. Um, I rode today, and I work you know I work out every day, um, but I usually ride two days a week. Um, I'm gonna ride again tomorrow, and then uh, Thursday I'm heading down to Houston. Um, I got pressed down Friday, so yeah. Yep. Are you even gonna mess with getting on a plane? Are you just gonna drive down there or what? Yeah, I'm just hopping in the car. Um, actually, a, a friend of mine um, has a big motorhome, so we're going to take it down, and I'm just going to stay at the track. There you go. Cool, yeah, I'll be down Thursday night, so I'll be there for press day Friday. Um, looking forward to seeing you, and definitely going to be screaming for for you from the press box. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, w- I want to stop by and uh, meet you in person and shake your hand. You came on this show, and we're still not anything yet, but we have definitely grown leaps and bounds. And you came on this show when we were hard, you know, we were hard pressed to get anybody. And I've never forgotten, and I really yeah. appreciate you doing that. I was nervous as hell the first time I called you. You're the first big name rider I ever had to get on the show, and man, I just really appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I give back, uh, give back to all of the fans and all the people that uh, try and get my name built up. You know, it's got to. Kind of spread the love, so yeah, um, we appreciate, appreciate that. you guys having me on. It's awesome. Absolutely, well, you're, we're Ben LeMay fans here. We always enjoy you, you know getting to see you race wherever it is, Arena Cross, Supercross. We like it yeah. when you come down here for the Pro Challenge and clean up at that thing. And man, it is. I, I looking forward to. I think the future's still bright for you. And oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked on it. Tell us a little bit. I'm gonna jump subjects a little bit. How are you liking that Honda, buddy? Um, you know, it's, uh, I was kind of skeptical on it at first cause I, I really, really liked the KPM. Um, I spent a couple of years on the KPM 450. Um, and I was pretty set that it was a, the best bike and, and it might still be, but when I got on the Honda, it, it just felt comfortable to me and it felt really just easy to, to flick around and to, um, ride kind of how I, how I, um, how I like to ride. So when I rode the Honda in arena cross, you know, I like that feeling. So, and when I got the 450, it was the same thing. So, I love the bike. Um, Race Tech does my suspension and my motors, um, and they got it set up really good. Um, and it just, it just is comfortable to ride. Um, the power is pretty aggressive off the bottom, but not too bad. Um, and then it's just got a nice smooth power power band. So, um, it's. I would honestly say, you know, put the bike as number one um at all the other 450s um and i think it won some of the shootouts to prove that but yeah um, i would definitely i think Kiefer picked it number one that that thing cleaned house in most of the shootouts i read it's it's got to just be amazing Mm -hmm. so how did you feel with the uh, you know you haven't raced supercross under the new format with the new time format did you feel like that was a very much different from the last time you raced supercross when it was just a 20 lap Maine? Uh, no, you, you don't. We don't know any different. You know, uh, it's, it's just besides it's a longer race. That's all it is. It's just it's just you're just going another three or four laps. Right. So, um, I think we did 23, 24 laps. Well, later to twenty four, I got laps. So I got twenty three <laughs> laps. But um, but yeah, even that. I mean, it's, you're adding in three or four laps in and. Um, it's long, I'll tell you that, though. It's it's a long race, so when you're out there, it's just like, dude, this thing is just going on and on and on. Right. Well, what what was the highlight for you this weekend? Uh, you know, did, was there anything that you took away that was just, that was really the best part of the weekend that you can take into Houston and build from? Um, 
think a highlight would probably be just, I don't know, just, just believing in myself, really. I, I just try to keep a level head. Yeah. And um, I, I had no expectations, and I was just out there riding. And that's what my goal is this year is, um, you know, just to ride my how I ride at home every day, every day and um, go out there and just prove to myself and also prove to everybody else that I'm not just a washed up rider you know i feel like i should have an opportunity to get on a good team factory team and get paid the big bucks to to race so um this year that's kind of what i'm shooting for is to ride my race and uh put the cards full cool i I, th- I think if you just keep keep on the same trajectory you're on you won't you that'll happen now tell us uh how did the uh how did the tpj racing thing come together well um <clears throat> At first, you know, going re- rewinding three, two, three, four months ago, I, I was leaning into racing arena cross again, and then um, as we got closer, it just wasn't really kind of what I was looking for, and so I looked into uh, Supercross, and I knew Ted Parks. Um, he's a close friend of mine, and, and he lives just 45 minutes from me, so I, I started talking to him, and um, and we we agreed on some good um offers and, and uh, I was able to get some sponsors of my own and he helped me out with, with you know the majority of everything and, and providing transportation and all that um, so it was really just kind of I just approached him asked him what you know what his plans are and um, and then we kind of just both agreed on on uh, certain certain deals but yeah. uh, I'm happy that it went that way yeah Ted Ted's a good guy he's really he's been very favorable to our show and we've made him an honorary sponsor because of that so i'll tell yeah. you what man i was the first pro race we went to as quote unquote media people <clears throat> ted rolled out the red carpet for us if we needed if he want, you know if we wanted to get in somewhere he got us in there brought us in his motor home fed us you know just a great guy i love ted yeah he's awesome yeah well i'm glad to see you hooked up with a, a texas guy and it's like a, a full Texas team with between you and him anyway. And that's, you know, and I, I know John, well, I don't know if John Short's going to be part of that yet or not. He, I, don't, I don't think he's decided. I but. haven't heard. But uh, well, we know we know you're a, a native of Alaska, but we claim you <laughs> right. in Texas, yeah. dude. Sorry. We got to claim you. Yeah. Yeah, that's all good. I, I uh, like you said, I'm from Alaska, but I've, I've been here for a while, so I'm, I'm a Texan. Yeah. Uh, what do we got to do? And I'm going to be a, a fanboy here for a second. But what do we got to do to get a Ben Lemay jersey to hang in our studio? Man, I need an address. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we'll I think hook. if I'm not mistaken, you've already sent me one for the giveaway that I'm doing, or maybe you gave me one at Swan. I can't. I'm pretty sure I have one that you gave me for a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so I'll, I, you just let me know where to send it, and I'll get you guys one to hang up in the studio. Sweet, awesome. Well, we'll hang it for sure. We'll uh, can get, we'll cover up this ugly FMF jersey that yeah, TJ has hanging in a, here. Yeah, we'll, I don't we'll, know what that is. It, uh, we don't nothing against FMF, but the, the Ben <laughs> LeMay's ugly. A ben LeMay jersey would be much more suited yeah. for that spot. So uh, cool. Well, well, Ben, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time, but thank you for coming on tonight, and uh, we will stop by and say hello in Houston. Yeah, for sure. Come by Houston and uh, check it out, and uh, like to see you guys. All awesome. right, man. We'll do, man. Have a great night. Thank you, man. How are you too? See you. How are you too? Bye. The Alaskan assassin Ben Lemay, man, I'm pumped on that he's back in Supercross. I am too. I think he, you know, I mean, 
you know, will he finish in the top ten? Yeah, maybe, but I, I, the fact that these guys are making mains and getting in the main event, yeah. and getting in there every week is, yeah. is a deal. And he's a main event guy; he should be. And when he was, and, and he's set, right, he may get a, you know, shows enough good rides, he may get a deal of some kind. You know, like, well, I mean, he's on four fifties, but you know, who's to say he couldn't get a JGR ride at some point or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no telling, man. All you got to do is, uh, is put in the results yep. and be there, and he's doing that. So. Yeah, and he's got a great attitude, and he's a good dude, so yeah. Speaking of JGR, <clears throat> I saw a, a tweet from uh, our uh, our favorite uh, person, Steve Mathis. He is, uh, he's basically God to us, I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh looks like um, Malcolm Stewart is going to fill in and ride Bogle's bike for a little while. Okay, I didn't, I didn't see that today. I wasn't yeah. on social media a whole lot today. Well, I, I wasn't on it much either. I got on Twitter for like three seconds, and that's the first tweet that popped up on my okay. feed. I was like, wow, we got to talk about that. That's yeah, cool. I didn't know I that. mean, I thought he was going to be riding Cowies, but that may have been right. what the hiccup on his deal was, not coming to yeah, maybe. with that. And uh, I wish he still would have fucking been there, pardon mm-hmm. my language, but, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I was kind of wild to see that he didn't even show up. But, but I want to see Malcolm out there. He is yeah. too, too spectacular of a talent not to be racing. Right. So, But then today on Instagram, I got on there for just a little bit, he posted a picture of a side plate of his Kawasaki at home with all his seven graphics and his number on it, you know, and – I'm like, well, that's that's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know with the Stewarts, man. It, it, geez, they're a mystery. They're like Eli Tomac. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I just do. do I, man, Tomac's such a badass. Yeah. You know? And maybe he needs. Maybe for a guy like him, it's better to be in a deficit like that because he just rip. Because if he if his shoulders in good spot, and he comes in here and rips eight or nine wins off. It's as if this didn't happen. Yeah. You know, well, you know they changed the point system. For this kind of thing, for somebody if they have a bad ride, it's a little bit easier to get back in it. Yeah, well, I mean, we sh- he's shown last year he's still capable of it. Right. So I d- and I keep forgetting about that triple crown thing. Yeah, it's still not like embedded in my right, mind that right. that's happening. Yeah, we'll so. have to get used to that. Yeah, how did I you mean? Do- he's definitely not out of it. No, no, for sure. Hey, how did uh, how did your fantasy go this weekend? Terrible. <laughs> that's one of the things I, I we talked about it. But you haven't gotten that far in the pulp show. Mathis asked me, "Hey, Dark Side, how'd your?" How'd your fantasy go? And I, I finished, I believe, 3,047th <laughs> with 198 points. But the points difference, like, I had 100 points less than maybe more than that than the people that won. But I think right. there were so many people that had, like, <laughs> ties. I don't know how it decided who was 3,047th and 3,046th, you know? <laughs> so, so in reality, I might only be, like, a thousand. I don't know. <laughs> That's so, but they did decide they were going to throw a race or what a race away because there were some issues with the website. And for those of you that listen to our show and listen, obviously if you listen to our show, you probably listen to Pulp. Quit busting Marx's balls because I know you can't build a website. Yeah, I mean, let let, let the nerd be a nerd. You know, <laughs> he he's way smarter than you. That's why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. So don't bitch at him when something doesn't go right because you can't write code. Really, like the that. reality is the thing worked. I mean, we got our picks in, and we know who won. We didn't get to see the live timing and the live scoring, but, I mean, I didn't really care. Yeah. Uh, you don't I, even do fantasy. I don't so. give a shit about fantasy right. at all. It's, I'm, I'm a hands-on person. That's why I was never into porn. You know, it's, uh, I just, I, <laughs> that's I, hands-on. I like the, yourself. The, yeah, I like the real thing. So when I, that's why I say I'd rather, if, when it comes to dirt bike racing, I would rather just worry about watching the race and not yeah. have to worry about who's doing what. What's my fantasy doing? I don't right. give a shit. I like it, man. Like I ended up watching the race twice. Like I had my laptop open 
which wasn't really doing any good since the website wasn't doing exactly what it was supposed to do. I had the race on, I had my phone on, and there was a group text going for the text MX mm-hmm. club and the league. And then I also have another league I'm in. Man, my phone was blowing up, and it was fun. We were busting balls, and I enjoyed it. It, it makes it fun. And then I watched it again the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I still uh, – I meant to go back and watch the race again, and I just haven't done it. I couldn't uh, I couldn't get time on the TV through between my daughter wanting to watch Paw Patrol and then my mm. wife wanting to watch – See, I'm too mean with that stuff. Fucking Lifetime or whatever yeah, that shit I don't, is. I used to tell my, step, my, my kids, no. I mean, yeah. I, you have a little bitty TV in your room. Go in there. Well, this I, is my TV. I yeah, pay for this big TV. No, and then, of course, the wife brought movies home and all that. And I've got YouTube on my phone. It's not like I couldn't go back yeah. and watch the mains, but I just didn't do it. Right. So it's really me just being a damn slacker. These are my cookies for last week. I'm eating these. Well, hey, go ahead and eat your cookies this week. <laughs> these are. I don't have pookie snacks, but hey, I, have I put cookies. one of those Chiz stickers on my van the other oh, day. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I got them on my van, my laptop. and I know I'm gonna, We're going to actually hand deliver some of those chiz stickers to chiz because he doesn't have any yeah so and uh britney just posted today that she got the shirts on pre-order so because i i made i custom made my own chiz shirt dark side just takes the bull by the horns That's what just, she said. He's, he's, he's he's just uh has his own initiative hey man, and i wanted a chiz shirt for houston so i had to go make one there britney's busy I'm sure she is. Yeah, she's a little busy. She's so. a businesswoman, a yep, mom, yep. you know, and has a, a husband that races professional, and yep. she's got her hands full, she's dude. She's got a daughter that does movies and headshots and all that stuff. That's so crazy. She's, she, yeah, they're, they're a little busy, but uh, if you are a Chiz fan, just so you know, the, the Chiz shirts and sweatshirts are up at shopprettyrebels.com. Just promote that for them because hey, I'm such go a get fan. You, go get you some Chiz swag. Yeah, you know, I mean, Chiz, although he's not technically a privateer, I'm sure a lot of this is coming out of his own pocket. He probably doesn't have a big salary, so those shirts help him out. You know? Yeah, I mean, the t- he's on a team, but he's on yeah. a lower-level team. Nothing against them. They do have a great program. Yeah. they got a guy like Chiz on their team, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. But uh, but the he, shirts help him out, you know. They're 25 bucks, something like that, for a T-shirt. You know? Get you one. I'm going to get one, and uh, when I get done paying for these fucking goggles, you just probably <laughs> – I mean, you can, you can pay it out in payment plans. I'll just add a little bit of interest, and that way I'll, I'll add enough interest to pay for my goggles because I had to get two pair. Right. Hey, no, uh, uh, X-Brand goggles, I don't think there's a better goggle on the planet. Not for me, anyways. I enjoy wearing them. So, uh, yep, I'm all about them. It, I've never bought so many of uh, so many pairs of one brand of goggle. I know, ever. dude. Like I, I got my new ones in, and I was opening my, my goggle bag. I was like, well, I have to take some out to put the new ones in. Yeah. And I have like three or four pairs that are only about six months old. That I don't, I can't wear anymore because I have all the new ones. And like I used to wear goggles for like years. Yeah, like one pair. Yeah, no, I know I would keep them that long too. But <laughs> I have one pair that I have not even worn yet that I got from you. That I'm probably I'm gonna sell some of the older ones. Oh yeah, just because I got the new ones in. Right, I'm gonna badass. keep I'm gonna keep those uh, <laughs> the uh, the EKSS ones I got from you last year as a practice set and get rid yeah. of the rest of them and just keep these. For yeah, I kind of I put them in my boxes like demos for people that are, aren't sure about them. You know, yeah. when I'm at the track selling them, I was like, sure. well, hey, you know, take these out, check them out, see if you like them. So. Definitely. No, I'm just give somebody a good deal. If you guys you want, a, a, want some uh, expert, I've got one set that's brand new. I have not worn yet. And two that I've worn, I've worn a little bit and one that I've worn two or three times. So, but I've got these other ones sitting here and I've just, I got them. They're too sick. I got well, them. I have a whole bunch for sale. Just, you know, 
if you don't buy Marks, <laughs> mine are all brand new. I'm, so raining on, I'm raining on Jamie's parade over here, but hey, anyway, it is what it is. I got to pay for these. So right, that's cool. I'm just a, a lowly FedEx driver, but uh, anyways, are we good with him? Um, yeah, it's time. We need to get him on the phone. All righty, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Blake Baggett. Right on. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right, guys, we're going to get bring you in our next guest, courtesy of All Sport Dynamics, Rocky Mountain MC, ATV MC, KTM's Blake Baggett. Blake, what's up, dude? Uh, not much. Just, uh, just you know, going to regroup a little bit after last week's performance and uh, kind of go back to the back to the drawing board this this week. But uh, the exciting thing is, there's 16 uh, 16 more rounds to, to prove yourself. Was it just like an A1 thing? Like, weird stuff always seems to happen at that race. Was it just like, hey, get the first one out of the way type of thing? I mean, I know you're obviously disappointed, but, I mean, strange things happen at that race sometimes. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, just uh, just seemed, uh, you know, you always think you're ready coming into it, but then when you uh, when you finally get there and you get up to, to race speed and, it, you know, the racetracks develop different than the practice tracks sometimes, uh you're not as ready as, as you thought. And uh, sometimes it can just be something real, really small that throws your game off. And then sometimes you could be really far behind the eight ball. So um, we kind of, we learned a lot from the first round and uh, the speed was there. I just, uh, it was tough to, to run the speed when, when you're in the group of people and you needed to, to, you know, turn down or, or cut underneath somebody. Um, I, w- I was just struggling a little bit with, uh, with my setup where I think that, uh, if I'd have had my setup a little bit different, then uh, you know I could have ran that that same speed um, in the pack. But right. uh, I needed to run my own lines. I needed a clear track to uh, to run good times. And uh, as we know, that that don't happen unless you get a whole shot. And in the main event, that I think it was uh, far from a whole shot. Right. Well, the good thing is with the 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 points change that they made this year. Being off one race doesn't hurt as much as it used to. They, I think they try to make it where you, you know, it's it's a little easier to make up points when you have a bad race. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, uh, the way I look at it right now is, uh, you know, sixteen points down, but there's sixteen rounds to go. So if yeah. you think about it that way, it's, it's not bad whatsoever. And then uh, the other side of it is, uh, you know, during outdoors we were a, a lot more points than that down uh, after the first round. And uh, by I think when we left round four, we had uh, had the red plate. So yeah, um, that was you know, pretty awesome. It's, it's a different, if it's a different animal. It's super cross, but at the same time, uh, I still put my pants on the same way. So does everybody else. It's still racing the motorcycle. So just need to uh, turn things around. Well, we 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 know where you should be, and uh, obviously something had to be up, man, for you not to be where you're, you know up to up towards the front. And hey, it happens. But the good thing is, you get to line up and do it again this weekend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's uh, you know, that's a good thing about being in season and racing is uh, you know, it's it's right around the corner. You got four days to to make changes and you're right back on the gate. So that's the uh, nice nice thing about it is uh, yeah. when you're off season and you you want to change things, you got to wait all the way until season starts. So we'll uh, you know, we'll give it our best shot this weekend and try to t- try to turn it around. Well, although you you you're a little disappointed in the twelfth. I mean, what's something positive you took away? I mean, uh, you know, got through it. Uh, starts were were good. You know, got a heat race. So the first heat race, first race, got a whole shot. Um, so you know, it, it's in there. It's not like uh, it's not there. And right. But, uh, I think I think I know the mistakes that I made 
in the main event. I know what I needed to change as far as setup wise. I know what I needed to change as far as uh, getting a good start in the main. So I think that uh, everything is there, and uh, you know the puzzle pieces are are all there. We're, we're not losing any, so we we have them all on the table still. We just need to uh, to align them a little better. Well, I'll say this: it could have gone a lot worse. We did see that with with a certain other rider or riders, a couple and, of them, a couple yeah. of them, and. Uh, like I said, that the first race of the season tends to be a strange one. Weird things happen, and hey, you got points. You, you, you know, <clears throat> you're not far behind. You, you're gonna you're gonna do good, man. I believe oh, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna reel that in pretty quick. Yeah, no, we'll do our uh, do our best shot at it, and uh, you know, I think that the tracks will uh, will change as well. So I think the track was a little a little weird for Anaheim. It was the dirt was really good, but the layout was kind of easy and kind of mellow and. Uh, I think that uh, you know, as the, as the rounds go on, we'll have some difficult ones, have some mellow ones, have some ones that uh, that are you know gnarlier than others, and kind of uh, as they go, as they change, that's when uh, I think you know the points and everything else will change as the finishes change. Right. Now, how is the uh, ju- to jump subjects a little bit? How is the uh, thumb doing? The injury you had uh, racing outdoors last year. How, how how is that? I mean, it's definitely good. I had surgery on it, so. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to race supercross with the injury I had. Um, like I was able to get away with it racing outdoors. There's just no, no possibility. So, um, you know, I got, I got a few pins in my, uh, in my thumb, which are holding the joint back together. And, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't have as, you know, good of movement as, uh, when you're born, you know, you think we're pretty good until you start damaging them. So they, uh, they rebuilt it the best they could. And, it's uh it's actually i don't think hindering me you know whatsoever something that you don't even think about it's a little bit sore after the fact but yeah while you're riding you don't even think about it so i think we're uh you know 100 percent healthy and just need to uh put a few more things together well as far as the actual being on the track and the the obstacles is there anything in particular that you feel like you excel at and maybe something you need a little to get a little better at whether it be you personally or just in setup you know whether it be whoops corners on offs. Yeah, I think I think it's just uh, just corners we struggled with a little bit. So okay. I think that uh, I just I'm a small guy, and I think we needed just basically a little more a little more front end traction. So we're uh, we're struggling to to have weight on the front wheel, and I think that uh, you know that just if you don't really know what you're gonna need to be able to do when, when you're at the practice track, and sometimes it's hard to mimic the races. So sure. I think that uh, for me this weekend the goal is to uh, have a little more weight on the front wheel. Yeah, we see it every year. You know, of course, we we get the pre race interviews and everybody or or the the man friends and the Instagram posts and everybody's flying at the test track. And then, you know, like last year, Eli struggled the first few races and then he won what nine in a row or something like that. Or we went on nine race winning streak. You know, the teams have to find, like you say, that sweet spot in the race pace. Yeah, at your level, I mean, that has to be on point. And it's it's hard, and it seems like it's a constant evolution, right? Like, you just got to stay on top of it. Yeah, you're constantly going to be changing things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you only can – you kind of you kind of think what you have, but, you know, it's just hard to mimic what the racetrack's going to be like. So you try to uh, give it your best shot. And, you know, with with the new bike that KTM has, you know, we're on the new bike. So I think – you know, it's kind of a little bit of an unknowing coming into the races, what setup you need to have with it. And uh, I think maybe we're just, just a hair off. So I think, you know, part of that is, uh, you know, just, just my fault thinking that we needed, uh, 
you know, to, we were we were ready to go and where we needed to be. And now after racing the first round, I think that uh, you know, just just need a little more front end traction. So we'll, uh, we worked on that this week, and I, I don't think we're far off. I think it's just something small, and it can uh, and, you know have a big change in it. Now, and this is just what I could tell watching it on TV. Last year, we saw a lot of these Supercross tracks really break down, you know, especially in the in the in for the longer main events. Did it didn't look like this one did? Did it get chewed up out there, and we just couldn't see it, or how did that go? It was pretty rough. I think uh, on on the layout was pretty mellow, and uh, the transitions were pretty pretty mellow. Um, so I don't think it got as as chewed up as as normal but it definitely got rough you know it got breaking bumps um and it got the ruts with the flat turns and the ruts were, were pretty choppy but i don't think it was super rutted out i just think that there was only a few ruts that everybody was selecting to go to and they were pretty choppy and um that you know it's it's battle both worlds you want your bike to be plush at some point you know so that it absorbs those bumps but then you need it stiff to go through the transitions you know, and then yeah. uh, you need you need your forks soft so you get traction in the turns, but then you need them stiff to go through the loops. So it's yeah. a double-edged sword, no matter what way you look at it. Right. So hey, when you go out in at your level and you go out and practice and you find what what you feel is the fast line, and of course, the race line, there's usually one really fast line. Is there a point at which you decide I can't change lines in the middle of this main event? to try to find find something faster because I it might be slower? Do you just kind of stick with what you have, or do you start searching for other lines when maybe you're losing spots? I, I think if you're comfortable, you start searching. I think if you're uncomfortable, you just stick to what you got going yeah. on. You're in survival mode. Right. So um, that's, that's, yeah, that's basically how you can tell. If a guy's moving around, he's comfortable. If, uh, if a guy's you know, <laughs> sticking to the same thing over and over and over, you know, I guess he could have it figured out and that he really believes in that line, or he could just be uh, a little uncomfortable and doesn't want to change things. That makes sense. So how do you feel about the the new fly gear? Because um, we both wear it, Mark and I both wear it, and I, I think the light hydrogen gear is some of the best gear out there. Never had something that fit that yeah. gear ever. How in love with it are you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's like spandex you know sweatpants spandex that you uh that you're riding riding in so i think that they have the material dialed in and figured out that it's comfortable it's light but uh also you know it's not it's not a set of gear that if you tip over you go down that you can have a big rip in it or something right. like that I mean, or a buckle come undone <laughs> yeah yeah uh, we've all had that you know over the years so stuff yeah. just happened but yeah yeah i feel like uh, that's where it's at I feel like Eli would have benefited uh, Saturday night with the BOA system. Yeah, that and the, uh, <laughs> the zipper lock thing or whatever right. it is. But I'll tell you what, that light hydrogen makes me feel like a hero because I can go down a pant size because I'm kind of a fat ass. But the way that stuff stretches, I get to wear a size smaller, so I feel skinnier. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, it's really good. It's comfortable and it lets you move around. So it's, uh, it's really breathable and uh, – I mean, it doesn't even feel like riding gear compared to a few years back. Well, exactly. Had, you know now what they've done. So they're, yeah. uh, I think they're on top of it, on top of it, and elevating the game. Well, Blake, the last thing I have is, um, you know, you sent me a, jer- a signed jersey for a giveaway I'm doing with uh, a series that I'm helping promote, and I just want to tell you how thankful I am. I know you didn't have to take time to do that. That's awesome. And um, our producer, who's not here tonight, and I don't think he was here last time you were on, is probably one of your biggest fans. And he's already been trying to get that jersey from me, but it's not happening. So he he did want us to tell you 
you know, that he, he's a big fan. He and, would be salivating if he were here right yeah. now. We probably would not be able to get a word in with you because he wouldn't shut up. He really, really <laughs> loves him some Blake Baggett. All right. Well, uh, next time he's in, we'll have to be back on the show. So I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what the results come this weekend. Yeah, well, we'll be there, so we'll we'll come say hi. Yeah, we look forward to it. Look forward to seeing you, and I know you're going to bounce back and do good, man. So uh, I know you're a busy guy. We won't take you more of your time, but thanks, Blake. We really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Blake Baggett, ladies good and gentlemen. Interview. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's yeah. the eye doctor talking to that, us. You know yeah, saying? yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, you know, he was supposed to be on before Ben, but that's cool. You know, he still made time for us, and these guys are busy, man. I, I don't know how they do it with the travel and mm-hmm. trying to get a couple practices in and get their workouts in and get into the next stadium. That's It's a, good to see hectic life. guys like Blake Baggett, guys like Dean Wilson, that as busy as they are will still take time, even for as small of an organization as we are, small, you know, that they'll still take time for us. Just like to send, for Blake to send you that jersey for that yeah. deal, how many guys would have just not answered you? Probably a few. Well, you, you know, know, in all honesty, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the air, I've probably asked 15 to 20 riders for jerseys for this giveaway. And I only had two or three not answer. Yeah, which is which again shows how good our guys really are. They are because I don't know that if I was in you know we did this for the NFL or whatever if we texted oh you'd have to call whoever to get yeah you wouldn't even be able to talk to them exactly. I mean so. we're we're very lucky that our sport is what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. We uh, man, I, I I can't getting to talk to these guys is just so <laughs> cool. Sometimes yeah, it's uh you know you don't. We're not we're not a real serious uh, journalist type situation here, which I like because we can we can bullshit with them. We and we can still you know we can still ask some tough questions sometimes, sometimes but yeah. at the same time, there's not that oh this guy's gonna write this or this guy's gonna write. right. You know, and I'm sure Mathis has hell dealing with some of that stuff. Yeah. he's a better guy than me for doing it. Well, yeah, and I think that's why him. he's the best at what he no, does is ab- because he's not gonna punches i mean they were talking about some of these some of the other journalists that have degrees and mathis doesn't have one jesus christ right. more people are going to listen to what he has to say than anybody yeah i think so so all you aspiring whatever it is you're aspiring to do people out there just remember it ain't always about what your what your resume says it's about what you can do it's about what you what you know what you what you're willing to do yeah let me say that yeah so uh but uh, and I want to give a uh, shout out, Dean Wilson. Hope you get better, buddy. I, yeah, I, I was seriously, seriously bummed about that. Well, our buddy Hal oh, I know. is in our group text for the fantasy, and he was driving to Swan when that went down. I think I, he was watching on his phone or something. I don't know why he was driving. I'm not exactly sure, but he texted back like we told him that Dean was down or somebody said something about it in the text. And he's like, really? Because his his feed was behind. Mm-hmm. And he texts back, I just broke the dash in my truck. <laughs> and I wasn't sure he was serious until a little while ago on the way here. He called me and he's like, yeah, I, I think I, I broke my truck. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he is a serious well, Dino, Dino fan. Dino, how loves you, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I texted Dean um, the next day, which was yesterday. No, Sunday maybe. Sunday or Monday, I don't remember. And asked him if he was okay, you know, and. He never responded, but I told him Dean, that Hal was worried about him. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, he had a lot on his plate. Yeah, yeah, sure I didn't really expect him to answer. No, and uh, I, I'm sure he was just on pins and needles wondering yeah. how bad, you know, yeah. with what he's been through. And it doesn't sound like. What he's come like... back from. I think he's going to be okay. There's yeah, but I don't think him. he's going to be at Houston. It <clears throat> well, doesn't that, sound like it. That sucks, but yeah. hey. He's got to do what he's got to do to get better, so. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, guys, we're going to. Take a commercial break and be back with Ty Davis. Ty Davis. 
Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welling and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back again. Big shout out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding, and Fab TPJ Racing. Uh, coming up next, brought to you courtesy of Shock Socks, off road racing legend and the 1990 125 West Coast Supercross champion, Ty Davis. Ty, what's up, dude? Oh, not much, not much. How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing yeah. well. We're really pumped to have you on. I've uh, watched you for a number of years, you know, growing up. And uh, Jamie said, hey, we're going to get Todd Davis. And I was like, really? Yeah, well. <laughs> That's awesome, uh, you know. It, it was one of the many cool things that when I got to go to Glen Helen this year, got to go meet Chris Kiefer for the first time. And he said, hey, hop in the truck. We're going to Ty's house. And I was like, okay, I didn't even didn't register, didn't register, didn't register you know? what time. So we're you're going to see Gary practice, and I was like, okay, that didn't register either. Yeah. And then we got there, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of blown. I was in a little bit in awe, but I was trying to play it cool. <laughs> so what do you got going on uh, right now? What's what's the uh, you know the the mass majority of your time spent doing? 
Well, um, I'm trying to put some, some de- uh, team together for next year. Um, I'm, I'm trying to help out Justin Wallace and uh, and helping out some youth riders. You know, my son's nine years old. I have another kid that I help out this nine, and then uh, uh, Connor Eddy. I'm going to help out this year, and I'm just trying to put that program together. It's just late in the year, you know, as usual. Everything just seems to get later and later, and just right. trying to finalize some deal with sponsors and and all that. I spent some time with that. Um, obviously, with zip tie racing, I, I spent a lot of time um, there, you know, doing suspension, motor work, and, and stuff like that. And, and then I do side projects like the Atalanta Grand Prix, and that's the last uh, two weeks and pretty much majority of my time. Well, tell us a little bit about that. I know that's coming up this weekend. Um, you know, and I, we I live in Texas now, but I'm from California. And I, when I first started racing, it was in Barstow, and I'd go to Sunrise and Atlanta. And I remember there being like a, they would call it at sunrise a Grand Prix, but I think what you're talking about, is it moto and like desert together or what, what is it specifically? Yeah, the Atlanta Grand Prix uh, originally was basically, it was um, just a place out there in Atlanta, in the city of Atlanta, and they had like a 15 mile course and it basically, mainly it was just dirt roads and, you know, and then some uh, trail sections to join them. And it got really, really popular, tons of people, and it just got overwhelming got too expensive to throw on the event so it got shut down for a while and um then they uh one of the guys that um in atlanta had a connection at the grant at the uh, maverick stadium and wanted to bring back the race so they had uh they were putting stuff together with socal mc and stuff and then they uh made a shout out to me and said hey would you guys would you mind helping ty and so i kind of got involved and uh so next thing you know, I was building the track, and I was laying out all the motocross, the enduro cross sections, and uh, so four years later, I'm still building the track. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, so it's been really good. We, you know, I go out of my way to really make it a nice track for all the, the racers, because that's basically the, you know, the heart of the whole event is having an awesome track, and and we've been getting hit with rain the last two days, so it's going to be epic this weekend. Nice. I have big, big, cool, safe jumps. Um the track looks really good. I got, you know, all the enduro cross sections all done. And, and, uh, it's, just, you know, last year we had, I think we had like close to 2000 entries, wow. um, about, about 15,000 spectators. So I'm, I'm thinking with the rain that we got this week, it'll probably grow a little bit more than that. That makes me wish I was, uh, <clears throat> in California right now this weekend to come, come ride that thing. Yeah. 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 Be, I think it's supposed to be 70 degrees the high. So it's, Perfect riding weather, perfect. And like I said, it's about it's about 40 out right now, and uh, it's been raining the last two days, so uh, which has been great because I had like four water trucks online, and I'm <laughs> hoping I'm going to have to use one. Nice, yeah. <laughs> so. so is this is it still like a 15 mile loop, or is it in the stadium only, or how, how's it set up? Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so they, they bring we bring the riders into the stadium. We can only ride on a certain part of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And then they go out. And we have two mo- little motocross sections, um, and then then we take they take a, they do about an eight mile desert section. Okay. And uh, it's not like the old days where you're going down dirt road to dirt road. It's more of a you know turning left, turning right, about third, fourth gear type thing. And there's a, there's like a two or three uh, long dirt roads and uh, a pavement section. You come down, and, and it's, it's it's really good. It's a good mix, you know, because it does get extremely rough out there, and especially when the, when it rains and gets wet, it just it gets whooped up really bad. But uh, this year we're going to work on that and try to keep that graded uh, in between races to keep the keep the whoops from growing so big. And I, I I just miss that area so much. And hearing you talk about it, like like I said, I started racing. I rode dirt bikes 
throughout my life. My dad was in the military. We lived all over. But I started racing in when I lived in Barstow, and I did a 15-mile loop, like a Barstow Grand Prix that started, I think, at the high school. And, and man, I just missed it. I missed being able to go out my back door and just ride in the yeah. desert. And when I came to your place and to Chris's, you know, I was just like, God, I just missed it. I, I brought back so many memories of riding from Barstow to Victorville. And I could be all, I could, I would be all over oh, li- living so in that environment. Awesome. I would love it. Is, is, I know where we're from is a completely different, yeah. you know, atmosphere, but I think that would suit me better than it does here. I really do. Yeah, I am. I am spoiled, you know, because, you know, I love the dual sport and I can live, leave right out of my, my house and I can go all the way up, you know, up to Reno if I wanted to the whole, you know, and just all legal stuff. And, yeah. you know, from my career, it was great because I had all the motocross tracks right here. I had uh, the desert racing, right. You know, 45 minutes away, you know, you could everything right here. And it's like, if you want to be a racer, this is the place to live. Well, speaking of racing, Ty, you, you had a, a, an awesome career. You raced motocross, supercross, and then, and then ventured out into off-road. When, uh, when did you actually retire from that? Um, I was probably when I was getting about 35, I started kind of backing it down and, um, it was probably in 05, 06. I was, uh, you know, I, I, I started putting up, put on a team together cause I realized that I'm not going to win forever. <laughs> the end is coming near. And, uh, <laughs> so I started helping out Nathan Woods and we started having a team and I wanted to, you know, like work with a manufacturer and bring up champions and stuff and, you know. Uh, teach teach kids and uh, so I did that and in Nathan you know was a trooper he he won two championships back to back and you know I remember I remember taking him back east to Florida and you know and and he was just hating life and I said dude you, you gotta be tough you know it'll come it'll come with he just you know I said that same thing I went through the same thing you know and uh, and he he turned it around and, and you know had it you know had a career started a whole career he started you know two run two championships with me. And then he went to Kawasaki, and then he went to Factory Suzuki and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it was it was fun. It's fun to bring a kid that you know had nothing and and to you know to see where they can go. You know, right. I've done that with several riders and stuff. So, uh, I that was I thought that was going to be like my future, but then the economy took a dump, <laughs> so right. that that went out the window. And uh, but I I still like helping riders, and you know, I brought, I had a Husky program, and I helped out. Uh, Dalton Shiree, he's got a factory ride now, and uh, so yeah, it's um, it, it's it's fun to watch kids. You know, I, I basically I give them the uh, the shortcut to the top. You right know, there, I, you go. You know, BS. I you know they don't have to learn the hard way. You know, and uh, I said this is what you got to do, and you got to stick with it. And nine times out of ten, you know, they end up uh, you know, and it's up to them. You know, they they're the one on the bike, and right. they're the one that has to take the chances and stuff. But you just get them prepared as best you can, and, and get the bike prepared and handling the best it can, and you know, go from there. So yeah, it's amazing. But, it's amazing how much talent is in Little Hesperia, California. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because yeah, there's there's a lot of talent. You got Ricky Brabeck right down the street. Yep. You know, and and I think it's because everyone comes up here and rides. You know, and that's how that's why my dad moved up here. You know, he raced desert and. And he wanted to ride, and right. uh, so yeah, it was just yeah, a lot of a lot of good riders come from this area. Yeah, it's funny when I first moved to Texas, which would have been like '91, I think. You know, everybody out here has a bass boat in their front yard, just about. And like, I would tell all my buddies that I rode with, I was like, like in California, where I was from, everybody had a dirt bike leaning against their front porch, pretty much. I mean, I had buddies that rode <laughs> dirt bikes to school. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, hey, man, we, we yeah. mentioned um, 1990 Supercross 125 West Champ. 
for those that are too young to know, he beat one of the greatest riders of all time for he, that championship. He sure did. Jeremy McGrath. Yes, he did. And he did it, from what I understand, on bikes that he bought himself out of a van. Holland, yeah. yeah. I mean, how you couldn't do that today. No. How amazing is that? What was yeah, that experience no, like? It, well, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, my makeup is if you piss me off, I'm going to prove you wrong, you know? And <laughs> that's, and when Suzuki fired me, I, I had a deal with Hannah, you know, <laughs> he was going to give me one more year. And, uh, and Bob's like, I said, man, I, I said, you know, I had some mechanical, uh, mechanic issues, you know, dealing with mechanics. And I said, just give me another mechanic and give me one more year. And I told Bob, Bob, if I don't win the Supercross championship, fire me in June. As soon as the, you know, the last Supercross is over, get rid of me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't deserve. I don't deserve the ride if I can't win. And he's like, I agree, Ty. I'm gonna give you one more chance. So he goes and talks to the Japanese guy, and supposedly had a deal. Well, then last minute it fell through, and next you know I'm out, you know, with nothing. And I was, I was livid. I was ticked. And so basically, I uh, raised up some money. Um, Bought bought two Hondas at John Burr Cycles and trained and worked my butt off and and you know proved them wrong. <laughs> it's kind of the way I do, you know. Yeah, so uh, it was it was it was great, you know. I just wish I had one more year in the 125 class. I know because you know going to 250 class, I just I just wasn't mentally strong enough to jump into that class quite yet, you know. And uh, so it kind of you know I, I did it and I did okay, but it wasn't nothing great, you know, and just. I got tired of, of living week to week, just, you know, going to Supercross to Supercross. So that's kind of when my uh, my off-road career started. Hey, Jamie, do you remember uh, Hal telling that story about him supposed to supposedly mm-hmm. was supposed to be Ty's mechanic and he had to – something happened. He went in the Marines. Yeah, and it was his, his father passed or something. Something like, like yeah, he mentioned it to me on the way over here tonight. Yeah, it was supposed to be your – was it 89 or something like that? I don't remember. But, I mean, uh, one of our buddies, his guy named Hal Simpson – um, that was telling us a story that he had a, a line was lined up to be your mechanic at something. And I don't remember the details though. Yeah, but his father ended up passing away. Yeah. He didn't show up, and then I think he said he heard you on an interview saying something about all oh, my you know my mechanic flaked out or didn't show up, and I had to get another one. Or That's something. right. Yeah, he, he's, he's you know he thinks it's funny now, but it, <laughs> uh, I had to bring that up. He this guy's a good buddy of ours and an avid avid motocross racer fan. And uh, really, really good guy. I don't know if you yeah. ever listened to the uh, Pulp MX show much, but uh, he, he's a regular caller on that show as well. Oh, really? Cool. So, but uh, Yeah. So, you know, in some of your other highlights, I'm sitting here looking. Um, not only were you a Supercross champion, uh, you were a National Enduro champion, an a- AMA Hare and Hound champion, and you also inducted into the AMA Hall of Fame. What did that mean to you? Well, that was that was really cool. That was a really special event, you know, Um and it's just, you know, it was, it just kind of like really puts you, you know, I don't know, just kind of puts all your accomplishments for real, you know, and, you know, it was just a, an awesome, uh, humbling, you know, experience. It's, you know, you're there with the best of the best, and uh, it was really cool. It was, you know, it was, it's, it's a really neat uh, program they do, and uh, it was, it was really neat. And, uh, you know, and I have, I have done a lot of stuff, you know, I, when you, when you live in life, you know, week to week, year to year, you don't realize until after you look back at how much stuff you accomplish. You right. Know? And, um, and uh, you know, I just, you know, I've done a lot of stuff, and I've had an awesome career with motocross, uh, supercross, with, uh, you know, Baja, you know, Heron Hounds, all that stuff, you know. And um, so, it, you know, and Team Green, you know, really 
got me going. You know, Team Green, I I, I got my hands, you know, hats off to them because they really allowed me to, you know, be be Ty Davis and and do what I wanted to do. And uh, so it was, you know, had, at the time we had Danny Hamill and Larry Rosler. You know, and Larry Rosler. I mean, I looked up to him when I was nine years old. You know, because my oh, dad yeah. raced desert and stuff. And uh, and then the whole enduro thing came about was because you know Hamill was killing it in the desert. I couldn't beat him in the desert. Rosler was kind of like they flew him a little bit everywhere to kind of win all these little races, and and I had to find my position at Kawasaki. You know, like I wanted to make money, but I had to you know had to do something that everyone else didn't do, and I wanted to do the enduro series. And back then Suzuki dominated it, and uh, and I told them I wanted to do enduro series, and they laughed at me, <laughs> and, I, and I and I was like. I go, I think I can win. He goes, no, it's too political, Ty. You'll never, you'll, you'll never win. There's no way. And I said, okay, uh, how about we do a bet? I said, if, if I do the first three races and you support me the rest of the series. And they said, okay, no problem. And nice. I end up winning the first three races. And I'm like, well, I guess we're going to Georgia. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? That's just, and, you know, go ahead. I, I from their first, their first national enduro championship, but they never thought would happen, you know? And, uh, so it was it was really cool to you know it's, it's fun to do stuff that no one's ever done before you know and uh, and then I I almost backed it up um, the second year with Kawasaki except for you know Randy Hawkins and you know I had a little issue with switching bikes at the last round and I lost and then of course I lost the um, you know trying to trying to disqualify him and all that the whole thing was just a whole political nightmare mm. and so I ended up I ended up losing by a few points but but then I came back with Yamaha. And gave them their first enduro championship, and then gave Yamaha their first national hair and hound championship, and huh, it's fun, you know. And then I just this last November um, we won the Baja 1000, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it's been 20 years since I raced the Baja 1000, and then to come back and win it again was really cool, you know. I don't think anyone's going to duplicate that either. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a so. pretty that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, it was it was fun. I, I I needed to get out of the house and and uh, you know kind of live back like when I was when I was racing. And it was fun. You know, Chris Haynes and um, Francisco really you know took care of me down there and uh, you know got to go pre running for a week and a half. And and uh, my main thing was I was I was really nervous that I wouldn't be up to speed. You know, as the, the guys that raced at all time. And even though I've been down there you know a lot, I just uh, I was just worried about the speed. But you know the speed came and and. Uh, I was up to speed and, and I got off, I had a lead and I was happy, you know? So, Heck yeah. but uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good program. And, and, uh, so it was, it was, it was fun to do that and, uh, see old friends and stuff like that, but it's changed a lot down there. You know, trophy trucks are just millions of trophy trucks everywhere. It's like, holy cow. Yeah. You know? But, but yeah, it's fun. So, yeah. I remember watching, uh, and I had this as a kid, and I actually still have a VHS copy of it. Mind you, I don't have a VCR, but that uh, <laughs> that Mataz attack video, the Matasevich thing, they show a bunch of footage of him racing at Mammoth, and he's going at it with Ty oh, and, nice. and Rhino, and it was really cool. I don't know why that popped into my head. Just I have now, that on my flash or on my uh, no, from from Blazer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony yeah. Blazer sent that to me. Yeah, all it's night. on his YouTube cool. uh, page too. So yeah. I would go back and watch it every now and again. But it's just I don't know why they, they remember they're talking about Ty Davis on that on the line honda on yeah. there racing up at mammoth i thought it was cool yeah yeah mammoth is great because mammoth brings draws in uh, off-road riders and motocross riders mm -hmm. you know and it's really it's a really cool place to hang out it's laid back it's more it's real family-based and and they do a super job at you know running that event 
and uh, very professional. And uh, you, you get to see a lot of off-road guys there, and, and uh, which is neat to compete against the motocrossers and stuff like that. And I know when I went to off-road, you know, and pretty much did that full-time, it was always fun to come back there and try to beat the, you know, up-and-coming motocross racers. And, you know, I know I had, I had great battles up there. I remember having a battle with Mike Healy and, and, uh, and it's just, you know, Ricky Johnson. I mean, just, you know, you name it. You know, sure. They were always there, so it was always fun to go to. Before uh, the, the the one thing I have to do before I die is go race Mammoth once. Yeah. I have to do it. So You've never happen. been there. I, I've never been, no, I haven't. I, unfortunately, I've spent a good bit of my life in Texas and haven't gotten to get out that way as much as I'd like. But uh, that's that's on the on the bucket list, to do list, to do list yeah. whatever. But I don't care about racing Loretta's or any of that stuff. I mean, I'm sure it's a great accomplishment. It's fun, whatever. I want to go race Mammoth. Yeah, Loretta's Loretta's is fun, but it's not like Mammoth by any means. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. No. I think the vibe, my, the vibe with the Mammoth vibe would suit me a lot better. So yeah, it's beautiful uh, up there too. So hey, I've got a couple more things real quick. Um, like I said, I, I was fortunate enough to get to meet you because of Chris Kiefer, so I want to give him a shout-out. He's a friend of the show. He said to ask you – he gave me two things to ask you about. One was the exploding ATK shock. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, Martin owns the Millville track. Um, John Martin, uh, yeah. John Martin, yep. John Martin, back in the day, he was our suspension guy for ATK Motorcycles. And so White Power had sent over a special shock for me to go test and everything. And so, you know, I'm out there by myself. It's just, you know, me and John and over overcast. And we're out there and I'm, you know, running some run, some runs, some fast cross some valley stuff. And I come across this road crossing and I didn't think nothing of it. It kind of surprised me. So I kind of checked up a little bit and I wheelied over it. And next thing you know, I was picking myself out of the ground and I'm like, what the heck happened? And, uh, so I, I got on the bike, you know, those things were like 340 pound motorcycles. And, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I go, over, I go, you know, luckily I, I, I didn't really knock myself completely, you know, silly. And so I knew where John was, I go over there and I'm like, I'm, I felt like an idiot, you know, so <laughs> I just got there yeah. the first run on the bike. I just was going to go warm up, you know, we had all this stuff to test and, I feel like a complete idiot. I go up to him. I go, man, John, I'm really sorry, but my, you know, I ate crap out there, and I don't know what happened. I was just going, you know, and and uh, so I had this big old cut on my eye. My hip was all jacked up, and so we throw the bike on the stand, and, and the whole shock thing just it just there was just hanging there. And back then they didn't have no linkage, you know, it was just the shock, and they needed the shaft. They didn't have enough uh, thread. The nut, you know, wasn't on the on the shaft far enough, and it was like going through it through it two or three threads holding it on. So when I hit this road crossing, it, you know, the rebound was so quick. It just ripped that nut right off the, wow. right off the shaft. And the thing just, you know, just threw me in the air. And, and, uh, yeah, he, he felt really bad, but it was like, yeah, we drove all the way out there and, you know, 20 minutes later, we're driving back. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny. I had to go get my my eye all stitched up and Jeez. I was out, I was out for, I don't know, two or three weeks. And, uh, yeah, man. And then, yeah, and then it goes into another story. So I come back, and and this is typical ATK. They, you know, since you're not riding, they they rent your bike out to somebody else that can ride. And so this other guy was r- racing my bike motocrossing, and he had crashed and and he bent the frame. And so when I came back, that was my, you know, they turned it back into my hare and hound bike. And so I'm out there in the desert, and I'm flying through this big old pile of rocks. You know, they're about I don't know eight inches diameter, and, and you know I'm back in the twentieth. I'm pissed, and I'm you know and I'm 
flooring it. Next thing I know, I go flying into the rock pile, and uh, I'm like, what the heck, you know? And I get up, and, and I go to get on my bike, and the shock, the same thing, the, the housing, Jeez. this time the housing broke, because on the ATK, the frame, the shock was mounted on the left side, and, you know, it has to be straight up to the frame and swing arm. Well, they bent the frame, and no one paid attention, so that thing was on that bind the whole time, oh. and then, of course, it happens to, you know, break the housing, and off I go, so... I got all kinds of stories with ATK. It was, that's, it was well. That's what he told adventure. me. We'll have to have you on again because we had yeah, an ATK podcast. I still have so many other questions, <laughs> but I want to ask one more thing that he mentioned, and I didn't get a chance to look up what he meant by this, Chris. But he said to ask you about the Honda forks on the Suzuki podium speech. <laughs> uh, that's my that's like my famous speech. <laughs> so it kind of goes back to where you know. You know, Bob Hanna, you know, promised me I had a, I'd have a ride and all that, and then they flaked on me, and so I had some, you know, I didn't have, all, I didn't give all the bikes back yet, and I had some factory parts, and so what I did was, you know, I gave most of the stuff back, but I, I kept on kept the forks, yeah. and uh, so I, you know, I was running them, and they didn't seem to care, and uh, so in Anaheim, I'd gotten, I fell down the first turn, I worked my way up to fourth, I didn't get on the podium. The next weekend was Texas. And uh, I was leading Texas, but I would, had, had the flu the week before, so I, I ended up getting like second or third. And um, so when I, got, I finally got on the on the podium, you know. So I actually, you know, I thanked Suzuki for you know letting me have those Suzuki parts so I could sell them and buy my Hondas. Oh, that's hilarious! And uh, <laughs> and, and it really, it was an honest deal. I mean, yeah. they really did. They could have been a really jerk and want everything back, right? But they didn't. You know, they were kind of cool about it. And, uh, and it just it just came out completely wrong. <laughs> you know, everyone thought, man, what a big jerk he is, you know. And I really was just being honest, but it didn't bite me. And so the next week I got this certified letter in the mail saying they wanted their, you know, forks back. Oh, man. And so I, I was like, all right. You know, so what I did was I ended up, uh, you know, the, I ended up stealing the in, internals and putting them in, in production, you know, basically put the production outers on there. And they never bothered me the rest of the series. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they did the, it was the billet lowers that really got everyone's attention, you know. But they were conventionals back then. Every, that was when upside downs were becoming the new thing. But I, I really liked the conventional forks better. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. You couldn't get away with that now. No, no, no. It's, complete, it's a completely different world now. Right. Well, hey, Ty, uh, we, I have enjoyed immensely uh, talking to you, and, and uh, we definitely want to have you back on again soon if that's possible for you. And uh, we know you're a busy guy, so we won't take any more of your time. But thank you so much for doing this. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Just, uh, just give me a ring. Thanks, Ty. Uh, we will, buddy. Thanks again. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Zip Ty Davis. That was cool. Yeah, man, that was really good, man. Yeah. I, you could tell, like a lot of the older guys, that they have so many stories, man. Like I, we don't have enough time right. for them on this. We got to create a different format. Yeah. You know what? We haven't done in a while is locals only. We were gonna bring that back. <laughs> well, you know, I thought about doing it for him and talking about the the local like California desert scene, but he had so much else to yeah, talk about. Don't so, waste a good interview on that. You know, we we do need to get back to having 
a local amateur person somewhere, but man, we just keep getting so many bigger guests. Right now, it's tough to do. And so this time like, of year, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would look for that to come back in a few months. I, I just it just popped into my head. Oh wait, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> I thought about, about, it about it because you know? I saw the drop the other day, and I was like, man, we need to do that, but it just hasn't nah, worked it's, out. It ain't a big deal. I, was I just, mean, I could add your drop in just so people don't forget. No, don't. I love don't, the drop. Don't do the drops hilarious. Just do it for it, me right now. Locals only, man. <laughs> That's not all of it. Come on, finish it. No kooks, bro. No kooks. No Love kooks. It. I saw that guy that had his helmet painted with it. I'm like, God damn it. I want to paint mine that way now, you know? Yeah, that's funny. But uh, that was sick. That was sick. Dude, what yeah. the, the... I keep going back to this 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 wacky Supercross race we just had. Yeah. And the, well, We didn't even talk about the 250 class. McElrath no. just schooled the shit out of yeah. everybody. Yeah, you know, and that... It shouldn't have surprised me, it does, but I think it yeah. surprised most people. Not everybody. Not, not me, but it didn't. Yeah. It, I, I didn't put him in the top three. What did surprise me is that Hill wasn't closer to the front. You know, for some reason. Because he's got the speed to be up for there. For some reason, good. that didn't surprise me. I didn't expect much out of him. Now, he didn't, because I don't remember him doing real well in the beginning of last year. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. No, he didn't. You're he right. came on he strong. Had a, he didn't have a good round the first round. But, man, I just, I don't know. I just didn't. I feel like, um,. If they can get the starts figured out on that bike, then yeah. he'll be fine. Like he's just as fast as any is as them guys, and he can be, he can beat every one of them, you know, which he has done now. for sure. Shane, yeah, Shane is going to be tough to beat this year, though. It'd and be great to see him win the championship. AC's you know? I mean, going to be up there, Plessinger. Yeah, you know, I mean, AC's the guy I'm kind of pulling for this mm. year, but. I wouldn't be upset if McElrath won. I mean, it's yeah. I, I feel like we're gonna, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's a, that's why we go racing. You never yeah. know. One of these guys is gonna have a DNF at some point. It, it, it always happens that way, and uh, or some wacky crash or some dumb, cr- you know, thing will happen. But uh, you yeah, know. you know, well, I mean, hopefully Tomac got his out of the way. <laughs> Everybody's already talked about it, so we'll barely just I just mention it. But I mean, look at Filthy, poor I, guy, man, just no luck. Poor Phil. <laughs> So bad. I want to see. At least Phil, he's okay. I want to see Phil back on a big bike, man. And how about Alex Martin, dude? His his collarbone's not broken, though. right? So I mean, he'll be back. He may miss around, but he'll be back quicker than they thought. Yeah. You know? But then again, we're not. We don't really as as good as Alex is. We, we outdoors is where we expect him to flourish. You exactly. Know? And he's going to now. Speaking of his brother Jeremy, had a pretty solid ride. Yeah, I thought you for know? sure. And uh, you know, he's got two more rounds on that thing or three, whatever it is. And he. I, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Well, I think he's doing three actually yeah. on it. But yeah, I mean, he's doing good. I mean, top ten, whatever. I mean, you can't beat that. Whatever he, I don't remember where he finished, but yeah, you know. I mean, look, and Pike did well. I mean, yeah, Weston killed it. Yeah, Weston so. killed it for sure. Now he benefited a little bit from the Tomac crash too, like Kenny did. But it is what it is. I mean, there's a lot. There's always, you know, if and buts, whatever things. Chip and buts were candy and nuts. Yeah, I mean, if your aunt had nuts, she'd be uncle. It is what it is. You know, things right. happen. I mean, what if? Tomac didn't crash. What if Kenny didn't have that hiccup? What if, you know, you know who? What if somebody got a bat? You know, you, who cares? I mean, it is what it is. But Weston was solid, and I root for Weston because he's a fellow meathead like me, and uh, I, I've always liked that. Even when he was a privateer, had a big belly riding, <laughs> riding the Suzukis and all that. I was just like, man, I love this guy. He's awesome, you know. So yeah, I'd cool. love to get him on here one of these days. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll make it happen. But uh, I, you know, I'm excited about this coming up weekend and it'll be fun man you got a lot more lined up to me because i can't come till saturday but yeah i'm looking forward to it uh, i'll da- be down thursday afternoon and gonna 
try to do a bunch of different things and get get myself involved. Do it, yeah. So I'm gonna piggyback, we'll try to get, get as many contacts as we can for future shows. I'm and, piggybacking off you, man, because I, I got I got to at this point. I don't have the time to put into otherwise. So this weekend, anyways. But uh, for Dallas, I will be there all weekend for that deal. Yeah, Friday right on. included, and I already lined that up tonight. So a great show tonight, man. It's hard to hard to beat a, a good three solid dudes you know interview and yeah and no, they were all good i think the sound quality was good mm. thank you to tj for spending the big bucks we give him a hard time about being a tight ass when it comes to wendy's but he spent hey. a, he spent a pretty good chunk of change on a cell phone booster so maybe we won't have the issues every bit of this equipment's come from tj yeah, so yeah, it's, so it's been awesome to that's have why that. we keep him around yeah <clears throat> well we gotta have some reason <laughs> i mean here's the thing once we get everything set perfect yeah and he's out of town for a couple of weeks we'll take all this shit and go to somewhere else <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> you want to talk about no. him being a tight ass? He'll come flag you down with we that. We like with receipts, TJ, but uh, we yeah. like busting his balls. I mean, that's what makes it oh, it's fun, man. I felt like we had an old school group tech session for just a little while this morning. We hadn't had one in a while, right? And we were getting after each other pretty good. So, uh, yeah, good times, man. It's always fun. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, big shout out again, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Design, Shock Socks. York Welding and Fab, uh, All Sport Dynamics, TPJ Racing. Appreciate the support, guys. From Muscle Mark, Dark Side, and TJ, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See you, guys.